Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jokey Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hey, up, everybody. Matt, you're back. Where you been? Um, hell is where I've been. Or Hades. That's where you've been. <laughs> yep. I've been flying all them skeletons and whatnot. But you made it out. You succeeded. I've done this. Not well, completely good to have... uh, 100%, but, you know, almost there. Well, good to have you back. And how are you, Dave? Yeah. I'm not going to forget you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Much yeah. appreciated. I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. Doing all good. Jolly good. How are don't you, care, Don't care. Oh, yeah, how are you, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. I was just I'm about good, to thank say you. that. I'm good, thank you. Took your time <laughs> no, there. But nobody fair, asked about you. So. Yeah. yeah, right. Right, shall we just move on to the news, then? Yeah, we don't care Straight about how you news. are, really. Let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. I know my place. Right. <laughs> Should we kick off with the um the Microsoft Developer Director then? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this was an event they did on when was it? Was it a couple of days ago? Thursday. I I Thursday. There we go. Six. Yeah. So the, the the went through five developers and their latest projects and what's upcoming for the this coming year. Hmm. Just before we get into the games, I really like mm. the format of it. Because I think with these directs, it can get bogged down if you've got like a ton of games. But this just seemed like a the right amount. Like, yeah, there's a lot more focus. Between seven or eight minutes per game, and yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, uh, just churning out constant trailer after trailer after trailer, and plus you get to know a bit more about the actual developers, don't you? Well, that's it. Yeah, it's nice it's to see them. It's mm. not a bad thing, is it? So uh, the first game then was a. Uh, from Mojang Studios, and that was uh, Minecraft Legends. Yeah. Mm. So they talked about the new PvP. Mm. Base building, that kind of thing. Storming bases, defending bases. Yeah. Yep. It l- looked quite good, like, visually. Like, I expected, like, more classic Minecraft, but it looks like they've kicked it up a notch. That's what I saw, anyway. It's I, d- I, d- I don't play Minecraft that much, so... It looks, it looks nice. It's at first, it's not really my my kind of game because I don't like building bases and attacking other people's bases and stuff like that. But mm. what, Nathan? Not not liking being brutal. No. <laughs> what is this? It's Who is because this there's there's not enough fidelity there for me. Like I like to see like more realistic brutalness, but. Yeah, if you want that Lego Brutal, then this is for you. Lego Brutal. <laughs> I just don't think I'd be very good at it. I think that's my problem with it. Yeah, well, they were talking, <laughs> it was, they were talking yeah. about how heavily tactics-based it was, and I'm like, yeah, this is probably <laughs> going to move a bit too fast for me. Yeah, this is like, you know, that like meme where uh, everything's on fire. It's just like, this is fine. That's yeah. kind of how it would be for me <laughs> if I was defending my base. Yeah. And we'd need to find another person because it's um, four players per team, isn't it? So we'd need to bring somebody else in. Nah. What? We we can do it. We could just clone Matt. Yeah. <laughs> we might stand the chance. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because Matt would probably be the best yes. one at this. So. Yeah. Actually, clone Matt another tw- twice more, then we got four Matts and me and you could just watch him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Should do that on FIFA as well. Uh, oh, oh, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like the look of this game. Um, I like that Mojang are kind of, you know, branching the Minecraft IP out a little bit. Because they did that with Dungeons as well. And apparently that was received quite well. So, um, good for them, really. I think it's, it's been a bit of a nice success story. And then now this keep going. So, now this is actually Xbox exclusive, isn't it? So this isn't going to be okay. PlayStation, I believe. Although, judge, well, looking at the end of it, he did say that. Unless, because it's a Microsoft event, maybe they didn't want to put PlayStation as well on it. This kind of makes sense. I thought I heard them. They did mention cross-play with it. Yeah, I heard well, some form well, of cross-play. Well, yeah. it's like going to be PC and Xbox, maybe. Well, it did say PC as well on the thing, but maybe they just didn't want to advertise PlayStation. I don't know on their event, but probably we'll see about that. Play- PlayStation does that sometimes as well, don't they? In their own. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, I don't know. I have to read up on that. I'm not quite sure. I think it'd be silly if they kept that one exclusive because, like, like the other Minecraft Dungeons wasn't exclusive. So. Yeah, you don't want aliens in all years, do you? So. And that comes out on the April the 18th. Hmm? 2023. So what about the next one, then? Forza. Hmm. Forza Motorsport. Forza Motorsport. No number. No, nope. it's the reboot now. It's the reboot. The gritty reboot of Forza <laughs> Motorsport. <laughs> well, it felt like it the way they presented it. Hmm. So some informa- uh, interesting information came out. So at launch, it will have over 500 cars. And they'll be customised, uh, they can be customised with over 800 unique upgrades. Now, I said that, I don't know if you heard this, but I just found this, I'm not sure whether I believe this or not, but he said, the advancements in physics model is greater than Forza Motorsport 5, 6 and 7 combined. I heard that as well. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Really? I mean, if it is, amazing. But I mean, yeah, very impressive. How much more better physics-wise can you be? Or were they just really bad in physics? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but this is the first current generation mainline Forza, well, apart from Horizon, but mainline Forza game. So, mm. because that's last gen, mm. obviously they're getting more power out of the Series X. So, yeah. I can see that. True. Yeah, but combined. I don't know. We'll see about that. But, uh, it's going to launch with 20 environments. Including fan favourites and five that are new to the motorsport series. They said, yep, ten times more details than previous generations due to photogrammetry and laser scan data. Does look very nice though. Very it does. Nice. It's a very pretty game. I, w- I won't be surprised if it's like graphically the most powerful game to come out of today. Uh, with a dynamic time of day with weather, so the track changes during a race. That's a cool feature. Look forward to that. I believe Gran Turismo is something like that. It does look pretty cool. Well, this is the thing about Gran Turismo. Is it's obviously this... Let's be honest, Gran Turismo 7, it uh, didn't have the best launch, did it? Because of its no. monetization well, aspects. Yeah. Which for PlayStation, first-party games, it's a bit of a shame. It kind of went down a different route than the rest of them. But this has got a, a gap to fill, I think. And could it pull people to Xbox? If you're into yeah, racing. It could do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it does look really good, though. It, it, it does. does. 
Now, I know you're more, you prefer Horizon, don't you? Nice. Yeah. But does this interest you? Any, you know, track racing? Is that all this one that interest? Or do you yeah. just like, you know? Normally I do prefer the more arcadey style ones and like free, the free roam aspect of Horizon. Uh, I really do like that, but this does actually look really good. And out of those 500 cars, if they can give me the opportunity to beast up a smart car so I can res it around a track against Ferraris and Maseratis and God knows what else, then I'll be all up for that. Well, if you get the PLP 50 in uh, Horizon, maybe you can get it on this. Who knows? I swear they've kept that ever since they had the uh, Top Gear expansion in one of the... Probably, Pretty sure that's how it came into existence. <laughs> but I've been, I've been wanting a good track racer for a while. <clears throat> I mean, I know I've had uh, the last F1 game, which I played, mm. but all the cars are generally the same sort of thing. Yeah. It's nice to have one where it's like a variety of stuff. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Whether I'll get it on release... I'm not sure, but we'll see. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's one of those games where I'm always looking forward to, specifically with Xbox, when this, let's be honest, has not been a whole lot to look forward to recently, has it? Well, well, that's it. You almost feel like you need to buy it to justify (laughs) getting your Xbox. Mm, Yeah. No, but then they also finally mentioned um, it will have a new online racing mode and all new car building focused single player career. Sounds intriguing. Hmm? I don't think any. I don't think any of the others. Have the other motorsports had a career thing? I'm not quite sure. I don't think so. Maybe maybe not um, to this death. I don't know. I remember. I remember playing the second one. It's it's quite similar to. I think they're also quite similar to um, Gran Turismo's. You know where you like you have to earn your licenses to sort of go up and. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I don't. Don't quote me on that one, but I felt like that was something that's been in Forza Sport before. When it says car building focused, that's, that sounds different. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So, building focused. So we'll see how that was. Mm. Look forward to that one. Now this next one was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Well, definitely from who's making it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Tango Gameworks. Yeah. Yes. Make us from the evil within. Yeah. We thought we were going to get a scary game. We've got quite the opposite. I don't think you could possibly come up with anything about more opposite, opposite, could you? Yeah, about as opposite you can get from horror. Yeah. So Hi-Fi Rush. Mm. When, I, when I first saw it, before we saw the name, I thought, ooh, is this Sunset Overdrive 2? I, I had that thought. In I did get well. vibes from it, yeah. Mm. Not just in style. terms of the graphical style, yeah. Yeah. So it's a rhythm action game. Yeah, when I when I heard that it yeah. was a rhythm game, I, I like got a bit less excited because I'm not very good at them. But it from when they explained it's not typical it, it doesn't. Game though, is it? No, it's it's not. There are elements there like to do combos and in the boss battles. You have like more classic rhythm based options there. But what interested me is that. You, you can use the rhythm aspect of it to kind of have more powerful attacks and to do combos with other characters, but it's not really necessary. It will make the yeah. game a bit harder if you're not very good at rhythm-based games like me, but you don't really need to hit those points all the time, which is good. 
yeah, so your attacks automatically sit to the beat. Yeah. And uh, the story is that apparently you play someone called Chai, a wannabe rock star, but the victim of a corporate experiment that allows him to sense the rhythm of the world around him. Hmm. They look quite funky where the world, the world just is it's kind of like a living world. Where it's just, yeah. It's just moving to the beat constantly. Yeah, I like Which is that. An interesting concept. Mm. And then you had a, a robot companion with you as well, didn't you? A robot cat. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the cat, though. No, me neither. That's, that's no, I didn't catch the cat. But they did confirm you can stroke it, so that's all that they matters did. for me. They, they that's did. all you need to know. And you've got some friends called Peppermint and Macron. And I've noticed the theme that the characters are named after types of tea. Yeah. For reasons. Oh, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Let's see that the uh, the boss fights are custom choreographed to licensed music. Mm, I've, seen yes. yeah. Yeah, I've seen some stuff from like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails are the prodigy. Yeah, so very... Prodigy, I'm quite interested in. Yeah, like very that. hardcore kind of music. <laughs> but then they dropped a bombshell at the end, didn't they? It's bad. out now. Yeah, it's out now. That's quite refreshing because normally it's like, oh, it's out in six months' time, but it's nice to hear. And it's on Game Pass as well. So, mm. yep. I don't know how much it is, though. I, I didn't actually look. I imagine it'd be a normal priced game because from what I've heard, it's actually a very polished game. Okay. So, I wish I had an Xbox. I'm not going to lie. I saw, I saw this. Wait until a few like, more things come out. This is probably the game that would like actually convince me. Really? really? Wow. System this, Yeah. This would be the law. That's interesting. Well, I I do like my hack and slash games. You know, I do I do enjoy playing um, Bayonet series every so often uh, and all that. And after, I think just like. Just the presentation, how the world look graphically, you know, music wise and like just how interesting the concept is of like mashing a rhythm game into a hack and slash is very intriguing to me. Like I I love graphically as well how everything looks. All the humour in the trailer as well, I think hit pretty spawn, I think it's quite funny. Um so yeah, no I say it 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 surprised me, but also kind of like blew me away a little bit. I was like, "This looks really, really good and fun." It does look a bit quite unique. I do like that about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different it from very a lot unique, of things yeah. you see now. Thing is, as well, some some actually read offhand on Twitter the um the main, I suppose the main director of the game who who came up with the idea. Apparently, he was influenced by a scene in Shaun of the Dead. For this game, so there's like there's a scene where they're being up a zombie to like the rhythm of "Don't um, Don't Stop Me Now" by Cream. Oh yeah. And apparently, got like the idea of the game from it, which sounds quite hilarious. And when you think about it, I think that's when they're in the pub, isn't it? When they go to Winchester. Yeah, they're in they're in the pub. Yeah, and they're like there's zombies in there, like just hitting him with like the pull cues to yeah. like the the same beat as the song. It was funny. Hmm. I've just had a look on Steam and it's uh, twenty six ninety nine. Oh, so not right. as expensive as not as expensive as you might have thought. Hmm. Makes me wonder how big the game is though. Yeah, well they did they did say hmm. there were five bosses. 
Oh yeah, that's true. It could be like a eight to ten hour experience for that price. It's not bad. It's five bosses. That's that's seafood length, maybe. Maybe. Which was about five hours. Anyway, interesting concept. Ah, I like it. I've just gone on how long to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main story, on average, ten and a half hours. Yeah, Not bad. Not bad. Comple- complete your list. You can do it in thirteen and a half. So mm-hmm. good bit of content there. Sounds like it could be an easy thousand points then. If you're all for game score. <laughs> That's your world, Matt. Not mine. <laughs> that is my one. <laughs> and then we get to the Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, Zenimax. Oh, I had to think uh, about that, wasn't I? But yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Necron. Now, I have to say, I've never ventured into Elder Scrolls Online. Have either of you? I've not, but I, I want to love it. I want to you play it, but... I just don't like the subscription side of it because you have to pay eight ninety nine a month or eighty two pounds a year to have access said, to it. I thought they said they didn't have a subscription. I thought yeah, I thought they dropped that for. You have to pay for the base game. Well, I assume you have to pay for the base game. Well, yeah, you have to pay for the base game and then probably the expansions as well. Yes. Well, they they said something. Like that. Well. In this update, they're going to introduce a, a new playable class called the Arcanist. But, uh, they also announced that for a limited time trial, all past chapters and over 20 DLCs will be free. Although they did say how long that time trial was. <laughs> yeah, it's done. So now. <laughs> just the weekend, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it did look pretty cool as they were showing it all off. All the different things you could do within the world. And I, I like, well, I enjoy Elder Scrolls games anyway, so mm. there's no reason why I probably wouldn't enjoy this one. <clears throat> I did, um, I've actually briefly played uh, Elder Scrolls online, I think on on PC um, for a few weeks. It's... It's not too bad. Like I, I do like the idea that it's an MMO that you can play entirely single player. Like you don't have to really rely on uh, playing with other people. Because um, I don't know if they, I don't know if they have any um, sort of dungeon slash raid style uh, missions where it requires you to be with like other people. Um, you know, something like Final Fantasy fourteen or World of Warcraft has. Mm. Um, you know, it it basically just played like it was kind of a Skyrim, but online, um, but visually not as impressive. Yeah, but can you get a Kylo Ren crossblade lightsaber? Well, I mean, you know, it'd be difficult That's... to mod an MMO. To exactly. That kind of mm. Might be a no, no from me. Unfortunately, though. you can't get a. Uh, <laughs> Dragon cosplaying as Macho Man Randy Savage. So. <laughs> Shame that. Mm. Well, it's, it's it's interesting that they put this time trial on. Yeah, I think it's it's got a it has frequent free play events, so you've got like a you, you get to like play for like a I think like the base stuff for like a week or so for free. 
I'll give you a bit, of a bit of a tester, you know what I mean? So. Uh, this uh, new update comes out on June the 20th this year. Good for everyone that's still playing, I suppose. <laughs> mm. So we're moving to the final one. Mm. Yep. I, I, I don't know what to think about this game. I like it. You like it, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. For me, I don't, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a day one purchase, but I am interested no. in it to give it a go. It's got that, like, Left for Dead vibe that I think... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I've not I've not played those yet. I've bought it, but I've not tried Back of Blood. Think... And I heard that didn't really scratch that itch yeah. as much as it should have. I, I, I've played Back for Blood. I got it as a Christmas present, yeah. and it was very underwhelming. It's just yeah. not what I wanted it to be. It didn't have the, the heart and soul of Left for Dead. But... Do, you think, do you think this is just like a, it's like a repetitive cycle of these types of games also, there's nothing seems that really new or refreshing about it seems like we're just regurgitating old ideas if they're good ideas is it a good not. idea I think it looks cool okay. the, all the different variants of vampires that you can fight and the um, the location looks, good as, looks pretty good as well like just this town that's kind of gone into darkness that you've got to try and fight back the vampires and like take it back like neighborhood by neighborhood and that there's different a hierarchy system. I thought you'd be well up for this, Mark, because they showed us uh, taking down a brewery that were filled with I cultists. I don't want to take down a brewery, do I? <laughs> I want to build a brewery. You want to take it back so you can yes. build it back up again. Well, well yeah. No, it's just, mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we're playing it co-op, maybe I'd find some fun in it. Yeah, it definitely seems like one of those games you got to play co-op. Yeah. Yeah. If you play play single player, I think it'd be a bit naff. Yeah, I I can see that. It it would be quite dry if you were just playing it on your own, but if you've got like a a few of you together playing it, I can see it being fun. Do we know that if, if you play single player, do you get AI teams with you? Do we know, or are you just like actually on your own? I don't know. It, to I be honest, it seems you did get bots. Because because every screenshot just seems to show other people. Well, four so people at the same point. Yeah. So I don't really do. But saying that, it's on Xbox. I don't have online for Xbox. So even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to play it up anyway. So probably not for me. I don't have an Xbox, so I can't. Oh, yeah. And that. Well, you got PC, oh, well, yeah. I've got a PC. Yeah, so. So you can play it on that. You've got an Xbox um, one, haven't you? Yeah, like the base <laughs> model. Yeah, cause you could play it at 15 <laughs> FPS, mate. It'd be fine. <laughs> 15. I can get 60 frames per second back. I'm like, the draw distance is, like, in front of my face. Can't see it. <laughs> it's almost like playing Silent Hill. True. And uh, that's coming out May the 2nd. That's quite a significant delay, hasn't it? That was supposed to go out last year, wasn't it? Quite a, quite a bit of time ago. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like middle of last year. Anyway. Yeah, just goes into that ever-growing list of games that have yeah. delayed. But hey, at least it's not February. True. 
we've got enough there. Because we've got Hogwarts Legacy coming out. Mm, Can't wait for that. So what's your so well that was last game. So what's 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 your pick of the games? I think for me either Forza or High Five Rush. I'd say. I said, what is your game? Not what are your games? Games. <laughs> your games. Games. I'll make it simple. Mine was High Five Rush. So I'm gonna go with Forza. By Smidgey. Smidgey. Which one? Do I flip a coin? Um, no yeah, one got any love for uh, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> no. <enough. laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'll go for Forza because it does it does look impressive. It does. Well, should we go on to other news then? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Shall we talk about the death of a game? Oh no! What's died now? Well, it should have happened earlier. Let's be quite honest. Ooh, harsh. It's not harsh. It has to be said. So it's finally been announced that Marvel's Avengers is going to cease support. There'll be no further updates. I'm shocked. It were doing oh, so I, well. I really thought you were yeah. going to say Battlefield 2042, though. Oh, that'll be soon. <laughs> not before Fall Guys, though. Mm. No, so, that game will never die. So uh, Crystal Dynamics, they uh, put out a statement. Although this was quite funny, they put out a tweet. And then did you see this? The uh, the uh, the first link was actually broken to the statement. So everyone just like mocked at that. <laughs> just saying, of course, That's of course the first right. link didn't work. So uh, this was what they put on their statement. It's not the full statement, but the, the important bit. So it's to our amazing community. After two and a half years and introducing 12 of Earth's Mightiest Heroes following update 2.8 on March the 31st, 2023, we will no longer add new content or features to Marvel's Avengers. All official support for the game will end on September the 30th, 2023. Even after official support ceases on September 30th, 2023, both single and multiplayer gameplay will continue to be available. So at least that's a positive. Uh, update 2.7, which added the Winter Soldier Hero and Cloning Lab Omega level threat, is the last new content to be added to the game. No new cosmetics are coming to the marketplace, and all final balance updates will occur in Update 2.8 in March. Along with the end of development, we'll also be turning off the cosmetics marketplace. When Update 2.8 launches on March 31st, 2023, credits will no longer be purchasable, and all remaining credit balances will be converted into in-game resources to aid ongoing adventures. As a show of our appreciation for our community, starting March 31st, uh, we will make all the game's marketplace challenge card and shipment cosmetic content available to all players for free. Every single outfit, takedown, emote and nameplate from the marketplace, challenge cards and shipments will be free for all players from this date onwards if you own a copy of the game. Now, maybe they should have just done that from the start. (laughs) How are the men to make their money back? That's kind of the point by just selling the game. That's how they make your money back. No, don't be silly. Not by having these obnoxious additions for money. That's so 2006, Mark. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, well, charge it, it seems for everything. It seems to be that way, doesn't it? But when you're yeah, charging 67, 67, 60 or 70 <laughs> quid for a game, specific number there, and then when they did this, it was only going to go one way. Yeah, I mean, I can see this alienating the dregs of people that are left playing it because 
they'll have bought the, these things mm, exactly. and they're bringing them out for free now. So yeah. I'm going to spend £9 and pick a copy up and just download everything. Yeah. I, I I finally, we can all play it. Yeah, I bought mine from CEX on the cheap. And I played the campaign. As we've mentioned on this pod, the campaign's all right. The campaign's pretty decent. It's just the rest of it that's ugly. <laughs> but even if you're just going to pick it up for that, Nath, I'd advise you to do it. And plus, you've got nothing to lose now, have you? Well, that's it, yeah. Can't spend any game, more money on it. Quite literally. Yeah. yeah, I might go and do that. Imagine if they've said it's died, they'll make everything free, they have an influx of players that come in, and then they decide to U-turn on it and <laughs> just yeah. bring out more stuff for it. They say that all this stuff is free, but to mm. be honest, a lot of people just said the, the stuff was pretty ugly to begin with, didn't they? <laughs> like all the outfits. I mean, they, they brought out a lot of the MCU stuff out as well, didn't they? Yeah, but there was a lot of the other tedious stuff, weren't there? Well, I mean, probably the only one that actually looks nice is the Spider-Man stuff. And they're not offering refunds for credits purchased. Uh, so it'll go to a credit account. So basically, they released this table where if you've got a credit amounts within this level on table, it will just be converted into in-game loot. Sources. Yeah, resources, that's the word I'm looking for, yeah. <laughs> and all digital versions of the game will be removed on the 30th of September as well. So we'll be able to buy it digitally afterwards. Oh, interesting. Physical for the win! Yeah, physical I was going to say another tick for physical there. Yes. In your face, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dead just gen. you, Matt. You can buy it. <laughs> I bought it, I enjoyed it for what it was. You can't harm me. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. A little bit to add to that as well, because I think Swan found um, scrapped plans for two new heroes that they were going to add before they came to this decision as well. Yeah, was one of them She-Hulk? One of them was going to be She-Hulk. The other one was going to be Captain Marvel. So... I don't think they want to change things, though, would it? Yeah, it seems strange that they're not going to put Spider-Man on the Xbox versions, either. He's locked to PlayStation. Well, there'll be deals in place about the one, though. It seems weird, though. What's the point of making a new deal for this, with it killing the game? Well, there's no point making a new deal, is there? Like, he's already out. Might as well just put up on all all versions and just just like a thank you. Let's be quite honest. How long did it take them to even get him on it? Well, too long. That's one of the reasons why he's dead. Everyone forgot about it when it released. I mean, I didn't. That's the reason why I went back to it. Yeah, but I bet you were away from the game for a long time, though. Until it arrived. Well, I'd finished the campaign. Didn't have anyone else to play any of the co-op stuff with, so... I think it's just because they made such a big deal about it and they just kept putting it off. Hmm. Any other news? Well, from a dead game to a dead platform. Stadia. Mm. So, yep. in the last... about this anymore. Rip. It's officially dead. It's already dead. Just leave it. No, so we've got to put the final boot in. Yeah, that's oh. it, yeah. So we spoke about this in the last podcast, that they were going to be unlocking Bluetooth mode. And they've done it. So it's a real easy process. I did it earlier. And there's a website that you go on to. 
and basically you connect your um, Stadia control to your computer via USB type C cable and then basically there's a button on the website I'll put it in the description if anyone wants to do it um, so you just click switch Bluetooth mode on and then it takes you through a wizard that takes about three minutes so basically it'll check for the controller it will download and update the controller and then that's it you're good to go so once your download's been done um, on the controller itself if you do want to pair it you just click on Y and then the Stadia icon and then that'll put it into pairing mode so you can pair it to a Bluetooth enabled device so it's fairly easy uh, one thing I will say People probably, well, people won't care about this, but once you've made the change, um, it disables Stadia's Wi-Fi wireless play. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So once it's done, you won't there's be able no to... There's no going back. That's it. There's no going back. And there's, also, anyway. <laughs> and there's also a time limit on this. So you've got until the 31st of December, 2023, to install the update. Otherwise, your standard controller will be useless, effectively. So have you actually found that? Yeah, it'd be a good mental piece. Hmm. Oh, so, sorry, so, Mark. So, so you've done it. Have you, yeah. What, what, have you got it? Have you used it for anything? Is it? No. And um, so I've just, <laughs> I've just done the installation. I've done all that bit. And after the pod, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go away and see what I can pair it to. So I'll, I think I'll try out my Switch first, see how I get on there. I'll try it on my phone, maybe on the Xbox, PlayStation 5. So Smart fridge. Smart fridge, smart cooker, yeah. Printer. Test all the things. Yeah, everything. But yeah, I, to be honest, I was surprised how easy it was to do. One thing, though, to know, to take note of, it's got to be a, a USB-C cable that can transfer data. If you've just got a charging one, then it won't find it. So if you plug it in and find it's not working, try to so skilled it off and they're still kicking us with it. Of course. <laughs> of course. That is the final insult, isn't it? Do I have to spend more money to try and get one? No, no. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have one. I don't know if I have to be honest. I might I might do. Oh I forgot you were on um you're an iPhone user. Yeah, maybe you've not got one. Anyway. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Google. I'll, I'll lend you mine, Mark. Don't worry. Do you want some uh, unfortunate news? So once again, there's been another hack in the video game world. Of course there is. Who's it this time? So, League of Legends and Valorant developer Riot Games has been the latest video game company to be the victim of a hacker attack. Uh, the company says no player or personal information was obtained. However, it appears that the source code for League of Legends, uh, Teamfight Tactics and, the, and an anti-cheat system have been. And they received a ransom email. Would you like to hear the email? Go on then. Sure. Don't have to if you don't want to. Let's get that juice. I know, I'm just like, horrible, okay. horrible email is this going to be? It's actually surprisingly in a pleasant turn. But you'll see. Oh. It says, Dear Right Games, we have obtained your valuable data, including the precious anti-cheat anti source code and the entire game code for League of Legends and its tools, as well as Pac-Man, not that one. 
your use mode and to cheat. We understand the significance of these artifacts and the impact their release to the public would have on your major titles, Valorant and League of Legends. In light of this, we are making a small request for an exchange of $10 million. $10 million. <laughs> we, we uploaded a tree list PDF file which you can view the tree of Pac-Man and League of Legends source. If you require any files for proof, message us and we will provide you the raw file. In return, we will immediately remove all source code from our servers and guarantee that the files will never be released to the public. We will also provide insight into how the breach occurred and offer advice on preventing future breaches. We suggest communicating through Telegram. You can join us here. And then there's a link to the Telegram. Uh, we do not wish to harm your reputation or cause public disturbance. Our sole motivation is financial gain. We have sent this message to the directors only and have given you 12 hours to respond. Failure to do so will result in the hack being made public and the extent of the breach being known to more individuals. We also want to remind you that it would be a shame to see your company publicly exposed, especially when you take great pride in your security measures. It is alarming to know that you can be hacked within a matter of hours by an amateur level hack. We urge you to take this matter seriously and consider our proposal. I mean, they're quite enterprising, let's face it. Mm. And they were nice enough to say, oh, we'll tell you how you were hacked as well, so sweeten in the pot there. Do you actually believe that? Mm. <laughs> they're like the gentleman hackers. In return, we yeah. will immediately remove all source code from our servers. Yeah. Of course like they will. Done that before. <laughs> of course they will. But uh, they've refused to pay the ransom. So yeah. it's now believed the source code is now the sin on the black market. That's it. Don't deal with terrorists. Hackers be hacking. Yeah. It's it's becoming rather shockingly widespread now, though, isn't it? That this is happening constantly. Yeah? Well, data's key, isn't it, in everything? I mean, obviously, this is the game we already things we already know about, but. When it comes to like projects we're not aware of, oh yeah, to, like it's starting like to the ruin Capcom the magic. One. It's yeah, it's a. It's I mean, a the Capcom one was like worst one, easily. Well, the GT one was pretty bad. Well, it was, but that was like for one game, wasn't it? Whereas like for Capcom's was like a whole library of. True. Yeah. You know, and and potential future t- titles. So, um, can't they just. Just go away. Just don't do it. <laughs> you know, you know that you know the, the company's going to get like the FBI involved, and at some point they always seem to find like at least one kid that was linked to it that's going to get arrested for like twenty years because they're an idiot. Hmm. Like, stop it. I I don't think I've ever known any game company has been hacked that's gone. Yeah, sure, we'll pay you ransom. It's like, yeah. no, they're going to get the, like, well, authorities that, onto it. That's as far as we know. Because who's going to outwardly say that they paid a ransom for a cyber attack? And, and that NDA will be part of the fee that they pay as well. So nobody would ever know. Conspiracy. Yeah. Get your team file that's out, everyone. <laughs> no, just you, Nathan. Uh... <laughs> I, I, just, I just think it happens more than we're aware of. Okay. No, you may be right. You may be right. Talking from experience, maybe. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's swiftly move on. Now. 
Should we talk about leaks? What, more leaks? We'll go from a hack to a leak. So you want, we'll go, we'll go you can go from more bad news so, to you know. another bad news. Okay. I well, you to they're related, up. aren't they? I thought yeah. you wanted to cheer us up, but okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 do, I'll do that later. That's fine. Um, so, unfortunately for uh, Rocksteady, a, a leaked image uh, was found on 4chan form. Uh, 4chan. Ten, it's always, well, it's always 4chan, isn't it? Well, so, yeah, so is Fortune. So, this image seemingly has confirmed plans for um, certain service or live service game elements, such as a battle pass for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. That screenshot killed my excitement for this game. Yeah. It really did. Mm. Part of me is hoping it's just complete fabrication and a lie. Somebody's made it up. Well, I mean, sources close to um, Video Game Chronicles have managed to like verify and confirm that the image is real. <laughs> I thought it was real, but I was just telling myself it's fake. Yeah, you were just. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, from from the looks of it, this battle pass in the game is purely just for kind of cosmetics and. Uh, it's, 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 it's how it starts, though, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? You know, like, oh, you know, uh, my my interest for this game started going higher after the, sort of the you know the little tribute for Kevin Con Roy, mm. uh, but then you hear this and it's just like, oh, really, I was bad enough like the whole fearing that Gotham Knights might have that kind of stuff, but like this, it's I know so Gotham Knights doesn't have it, but. Like, why? I don't understand why they've gone down this route. It's Rocksteady. I blame Warner Brothers. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, maybe. They probably just tried to find ways of, like, how can we make extra moolah from this game? It's just a real shit. Okay, maybe we've been too harsh. We don't know the full story. We could be. I mean, whenever you hear Battle Pass, it's always like, oh, no. But... We just need to hear more details out of nowhere. Yeah, I think one. I think once they like officially come out and like go, okay, we've got this. This is what it is. Maybe they could, you know, extinguish in flames about the dread of the battle pass. Mm. But yeah, it's not good. It's not good news. When's it due to come out? It is due for the twenty sixth of May this year. They must pull a finger so out and start giving some information. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe the next PlayStation Direct, whenever they do one. Yeah, maybe. Well, interest is took a nosedive there, but I'm still open. It's going to take some time to work that back. Fast forward six months, Mark's paying all his <laughs> money into the battle pass. <laughs> Oh no! So this is a great no. battle pass. <laughs> this is how you do battle passes. This is why everyone loves Fortnite. <laughs> oh, the new skins just dropped. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I move on to a little bit at least nice news, kind of? Pulleys. Yes. Yeah, okay. Let's have an upturn. So, uh, 
and I'll call those on Video Game Chronicles. Uh, we do have a list of the most downloaded PlayStation Store games of 2022. And this potentially, I've not seen the full list, but this might split between um, different platforms. I would have to confirm. Oh, it does. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. So I'm just looking at the list now. So we've got lists. We've got PS5 games, PS4 games. We have PSVR games. Uh, and we also got a list for free-to-play. And they're also split between US slash Canada and the EU. So I don't know how much in-depth you want me to go in this, because it's probably going to take a while. Shall we focus on e- uh, the EU stuff? Okay, I can do the EU stuff. Uh, we can go through, like, PS5. Which way not <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, PS4 and uh, the VR, I suppose. Um, it is like a top 20, so this this may take a while, or I could just go through the top 10 just to cut down on size. Let's do top 10. Right, well, so so we'll go from top 10 right. then. Where's, so where's this FIFA? is. You spoil stuff. This is going to be PS5 <laughs> games cool. in the EU top 10. So. At number 10, we've got Dying Light 2. Nine is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Eight, Horizon Forbidden West. Seven, Cyberpunk 2077. Six is Gran Turismo 7. Five, and Refusing to Die is Grand Theft Auto 4. Four? Five. <laughs> Gonna say. Four, yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Four somehow sneaked in. Um, he goes back in the game. Yep. <laughs> Uh, four is Elden Ring. Number three is God of War Ragnarok. Number two is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And as Mark has <laughs> it's only helpingly, uh, spoiled, number one is FIFA 23. It's because it's just always the same though, isn't it? It is. Uh,. <laughs> I swear there must be people who just they only buy the consoles for FIFA and COD. Right, do you uh I'll go through the PS4 list as well for the EU, so I'll just do the top ten quickly there. Uh ten is the forest. Nine is Elden Ring. Wow, Eight. that low. Mm. Eight is The Last of Us Part Two. Seven is Among Us. Six is Red Dead Redemption 2. Five is FIFA 22. So that's still there. Uh, four, Minecraft. Kind of surprised. Uh, three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Two, Grand Theft Auto 5. One, FIFA 23. Uh, <laughs> And I'll quickly do the VR games as well, which is quite interesting. So we've got 10 is Astrobot Rescue Mission. Decent VR game. Uh, 9, Arise, nope, Arizona Sunshine. Got that completely wrong. 8, Batman Arkham VR. 7, Rick and Morty Virtual Recality. 6, I'm not heard of 4, Swordsman VR. Sounds like a rip-off of 
um, Beat Saber last night. Hmm. Uh, five is Sniper Elite VR. Four, Creed Rise to Glory. Uh, is that the three... Rocky spin-off? Yeah. <laughs> three is Super VR, which I very much enjoy. Two, Mark's favourite game of all time, Job Simulator. Oh, number two. Yep. Hey. Uh, number one, which Nathan has already mentioned. Yeah, it's going to beat Saber. It had to be there. Ah. So... Uh, I'm not going to go through the free-to-play stuff. Other than number one is Fall Guys, so it's not dead, sure. Actually, I'm actually quite surprised. It beat out uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Rocket League. Somehow eFootball 2023 is there. Higher than Apex Legends. What? Mm, which is at it, 8, 9 is Rumbleverse, and 10 is something called Rec Room. So... A what? Rec Room? Mm. Rec Room's good. Yeah, okay. It's like a um, social game thing. Uh, like social hope. Oh, thing. I feel like I might have seen some stuff about it. But there you go. There's your most downloaded PlayStation Store games of 2022. FIFA. FIFA, yes, pretty much. It's always FIFA. We'll just say that from every year. From actually, no, it won't be because it won't be FIFA anymore, will it? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Funnily, look, looking on the um, US Canada side, like FIFA just doesn't do as well. It's gonna be bad, isn't it? No, Call silly. of Duty. There we go. Call followed by, of, followed by Madden. Call of Duty. <laughs> followed by Ragnarok. So where's Madden on the list? Madden is fifth. For PS5 Fifth. and 8 for the PS4. The last one has received dire reviews. Ah, that's probably why. Any other news? So, the incredibly expensive DualSense Edge controller has been released in the, over the last few days, mm-hmm. and there's been a few teardowns of it, and one thing has become apparent. The price. The, well, other oh, than other the price, price of £209.99. For, for that money, you, you'd expect that. maybe a bit of a bigger battery than the normal controller, but no. It's got a well, it's got a lower milliamp hour battery than the standard controller for some reason. So the dual sense edge includes a 1050 million power battery where the original dual sense controller has 1560 so roughly 50% more So it looks like people are getting roughly 4 hours out of it um but luckily it does ship with a very nice braided USB type C cable that you can use and you're going to bloody need it um, one thing I do like about the cable is once you've plugged it into the top of the controller, there's this little locking mechanism so that you can it doesn't like pull out. But I can see that getting quite um, well, I can see that being quite a hazard if you pull your PlayStation <laughs> off the <laughs> yeah. yank your controller. Jesus. Just don't play FIFA with it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do what? Just throw it across the room when your PS5 goes <laughs> flying. Um, but yeah, that that was quite a surprise. I think as well, doesn't the if you have the control on the case, isn't the case also able to charge if you plug the USB in? Because I saw that, I was like, oh, that's quite an interesting feature. Well, you could charge it. Th- you could charge it through the case. Yeah. Yeah. Charge it through the case. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can put it into the case. Charge it. And it yes. charges. Yes. Yeah, you put the controller in the case, zip yeah. it, and then yeah. there's a there's a slot for putting the USB C in, and it charges the controller through the case. Ah, right. Yeah, that's not as cool as I thought. I thought it was doing like wireless charging, and you charge the case. But it's just no, a no. hole that we can fit no. the Type C cable through. Fair enough. No, it's not AirPod technology. No. Yeah. I thought it was something like that. I'm like, ooh, maybe £210 a bit of a steal. But no, it's not. Are you actually surprised by a low battery? I'm not. If you're going to keep adding all these functions to it, it's going to lower the battery, isn't it? Well, it's the size of battery that's in there. mm. It's not as if they've got the same... Yeah, but there must be the reason why they needed to. Well, it's probably to keep the weight down Mm. with all the extra things that they've added on. I would have thought with the extra... Features within the controller itself, there might not be room to have the bigger battery. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because oh. you're taking all the modules off and sticks mm. and all that, are you? So, should have allowed us to take the battery I mean, out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool feature. I mean, if it's anything built quality wise to the Xbox Elite controllers, then. It's, it probably will be like a really good controller to use. Yeah. I got one of the Elites and they felt really nice to use. It, the thing I don't like about it is the, the glossy finish on the black bit at the front. It just makes it look a bit cheap to me. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'll get one in my hands one day in about six years' time when they go down to about 40 quid. And the next model comes out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just Just not worth it. <laughs> just no, I just don't get it. I just don't. Well, you've got to get that edge, haven't you, Mark? I mean, I've watched unboxings of it. I've seen the, the the two different fancy types of panels. Yeah. You get on the back, you get a longer one and a small. Cool for if you use that kind of stuff, I suppose. Mm. But they're held in by magnets. Like very... They will be. It'll be. Like I say, for the same Xbox Elite controllers, they're quite the same. Like the thumbsticks are magnets as well. Right. So. So it could just come off while you're playing. No, they they are pretty they are pretty sturdy. Like they're pretty hard to. Don't don't know how you play your games, then. Right? Yeah. Oh, I go full force. That's why I've got five DualSense controllers because I broke three of them. Oh, I'm on my fourth. <laughs> you you win this round, Matt. I don't know, this, this, is something, this is something I just found a bit odd about things you can dismantle and then you put them back together. And I just always worried that it just won't work once I put it back together. <laughs> like when when mm. I feel like something comes out, I feel like it's broken. <laughs> Even though it is designed for something to be designed taken out. Designed to do that, yeah. I, know, I can't get my head around that. But I'm an old man, so I'm not used to this sort of stuff. Any other news? So, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of any news on this, um, but apparently there's going to be a Rainbow Six 
Siege film in production. I didn't know about this, but to be quite honest, with the way things are going, it doesn't shock me. No, true. I mean, every game is pretty much getting a film nowadays, aren't they? But I'm just, I, so what, are they going to have all the operators in it or something? <laughs> um, I don't know. going to work. I don't, well, funny enough, uh, just reading from the article that I did find on Kotaku, um, did you know there was actually already a prequel film already out for it? What? Yes. There's already a Tom Clancy film that came out that's set up a prequel to Rainbow Six. Really? Mmm. What's that? So it was a film that came out in 2021 uh, that is called Without Remorse. I think I vaguely heard the name, but I have no idea what it's about. Mm. So apparently it's, it's based on a on the book of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was meant to come out in theaters, but unfortunately we had a pandemic around this time. Uh, so apparently it launched on Amazon Prime. And it does actually star Michael B. Jordan. Oh, right. So oh, I already feel like hmm, maybe I should actually watch this film because I do like I quite like Michael B. Jordan. Um, so apparently, and this is going to be spoilers for the film. So if you do want to watch it, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, towards the end, uh, Jordan's character um, it essentially plans to create an anti-terrorist team, which is going to be codenamed Rainbow, which is where the start of the Rainbow Six stuff is meant to come. Ooh, to. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, other news about this film is that it does have a director, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Chad Stalelsky. Oh, Chad Stalelsky. Did he do um? Yes, the John Wick film. Yes, John Wick. So that's interesting. I'm getting even more interested. I'm like, ooh, I like the John Wick films. I like Michael B. Jordan. This could be quite an interesting film. Mm. Um. Not much else has really come out about it. It doesn't have a release date, um, but at some point, I'm sure they're going to film it. Um, but apparently, I, I wasn't I, just reading on the article. I wasn't sure if Ubisoft was actually involved in the first film. Obviously, we've been more linked to Tom Clancy directly. And I don't know if Ubisoft has any sort of Connection, other than obviously making the games and stuff. So, interesting. But, no, I, I'd like to see more about this, and it, it sounds intriguing enough that I might actually watch that um, without remorse to see, uh, see if there's any good or not. Intriguing. Hmm, another video game franchise turned into a film. Well, should we continue on that trend? Ooh. I don't know if you saw it, I think it was only uh, announced earlier. <clears throat> but uh, Amazon are going to be doing a Tomb Raider series, and it's going to be written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know, Fleabag fame. Hmm. Hmm. That'd be good. Series. Hmm, yes, it's a series. That's a film. I could, yeah, I could, I could see the series working much better for the newer games than what the 
last film did. And I've not seen the last film, so I can't the f- say much on it. I don't think it's a very good film, but I did like Alicia Vikander as Lara. Lara. I thought she was pretty good. I like her as well. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the, I've, I've I, I saw those. it as well. It's it, it it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was loosely based on the games though, because the story did take a bit of a. It, it was it a bit t- different. It took things from the first two games in the re- in the reboots. Mm. Oh, okay. I don't think it really works. I don't think it really worked that well. Okay. I do have a soft spot for the Angelina Jolie films. The first one specifically. I think the first one is a lot better than whatever the hell was the second one. I'll be honest, I can't really remember much about it. I, the most I remember is the scene within the manor where she's kind of doing the whole kind of Matrix running on the walls taking out the guards that have come in I think for me the most impactful scene was when she was in shower so I'm sure it was <laughs> what do you want good news the last yeah. was HBO series has been renewed for a second season already nice already there's only been two episodes eh? yeah two episodes it's been renewed already speaking of which it's very good isn't it so far, it's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really, yeah. I I really enjoy the changes that they've done. Maybe someday down the line, maybe we'll have a little spoiler discussion about all that. Yeah, that yeah. Do do a little review special, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Uh, shall we finish then with what's normally Mark's kind of segment? But I thought I'd hijack it for this episode. With a bit of news that might make you go, what? 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 Thank you, Stone Cold. Uh, <laughs> so. I hate that chant. But carry on. But carry on. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, so, just a funny little story. Uh, that's spot on Twitter today, funnily enough, on IGN. So, there's a, there's a YouTuber known as Mute Kimura. Or Kimura. Um, so they've got, they've got a bit of a stream set up on YouTube where they've got a game of Pokemon Violet set up on the Switch, but they're not playing the game. Strangely enough, their pet fish are playing the game. What? Yeah. See, I tell you, said you'd say what? Uh, (laughs) so from how I can see it, They've got, like, fish in a tank, and behind them, there's these, like, set grids. They've got, like, a, a specific control on them. So it's, like, up, down, left, right, A, B, and it's all kind of scattered in a grid. Where, like, they've got some, like, I think, like, infrared camera scanning thing, where it scans the fish, and if it goes over a grid, then it does the specific action in the game. So, like, the character goes forward, or it stands there and does random stuff. So, you know, they're fish are playing Pokemon. Bit weird enough already. Um, the weirdest part of the story is, though, is that the game... That's not the weirdest <laughs> It's not the weirdest part. <laughs> or maybe the funnest part. The funnest part of this story is that at some point in his stream, and he wasn't there, by the way. Apparently he's off somewhere doing something while his fish are playing the game. 
the game crashes and goes back to the Switch dashboard where the fish somehow end up in the eShop and starts buying games. It knew what it was doing. But it also also ended up revealing the streamer's um, credit card details on stream as well. And so apparently, like, he, he started getting, how he noticed he started getting notifications from his email that he's like buying these games. <laughs> and he just like rush yeah. over to his stream to like stop it. But. Well, it's true yeah. what they say. Don't send a fish to do a man's job. Yeah, Marvel story. Don't let fish play Pokemon. Do we, do we know what the fish bought? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't, they didn't have a list, unfortunately, of what they bought. Which is a bit disappointing. I would love, I would love to see like this list of like just games that they just end up buying. <laughs> the fish knew what we were doing. Yep. That's it. This guy's making tons off me on this stream. Yeah. Yeah. He's booking up to go and eat a sandwich <laughs> yeah. or something. Let's have him. Yeah. Just waiting for that perfect moment. Yeah. Funnily enough, um, a few years ago now, there was a fish that beat Pokemon Sapphire. Watch, probably the same guy. Yeah, it could be. It took him about 300 hours or something to do it, but, yeah. Yeah. Sick of Pokemon, that's what it was. <laughs> I had enough of catching the same thing over and over. Just rebel. <laughs> Just love it. Rebellious fish. It's great. Shall we move on to what we're currently play? Let's. Yay. Shall I stop? Go on then, Mark. Yeah, you can stop. That's going to be very quick, because I've only played one thing, and it's something we have discussed many a time on this podcast. Oh, that nice. is not that one. Okay. It's Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, back on that, are we? Well, completed that, that already. Well, now you say that, I have completed it. Oh, uh, that's fun. And I have to say, I bloody love it. I think it's an amazing game. It, I, know, I know it's got a myriad of problems that we're all aware of. We spent years mocking the <laughs> mocking it for various reasons. I've, I've mentioned before all the bugs it's got and all the hilarities that's ensured because of them. But there's just something about it. It just grabs me. It's just, I was so looking forward to it before, and then obviously yeah. all that stuff happened. And I'm like, oh. I thought, is, is this really going to be an absolute downer when I do get around to playing it? Mm-hmm. And then I did. And then the jokes happened but no it's oh so good the world i love it night city is just i just think it's absolutely amazing i love i love just being in it i love just driving around in it i love just walking around in it even if i'm not really doing anything just like watching the world go by i just love it i just wish there was a bit more interactivity with the world itself particularly Mm. with things like um like as you, you you get some moments in like missions where you will interact at places so you'll be sat at like i don't know a coffee shop and you'll drink a coffee physically you'll pick it up take a swig put it back down then you continue a conversation etc i just wish you could do that in like the world where you could just go to a coffee shop sit down and just drink and just watch mm. the world but instead you've got like the, the you know the typical rpg thing where you've got a load of tiles or things that you just buy and then in the middle of the game you just consume them 
Yeah. I just wish there was a bit more interactivity and that sort of thing. But I love the story. I love the, the characters. I love the side missions. As I say, the world. Graphically, it looks really nice. Mm, character models, a bit iffy. But for the most part, it looks very nice, particularly at night. I was uh, what I said to do is I always tried to like skip the time till night, just to see all the neon. Yeah, because it just well, looks in the name. gorgeous. Yes, it's not day city, is it? <laughs> so, so yeah. But I bloody love it. I love it so much, and I've platinumed it. Nice one. How many hours did that take you? I can't. I don't know. Close to like two, three hundred hours on him. I think it's around the two hundred mark. I think. Wow. Mm. But yeah. But I, I really, because I just love it so much, I had to go for it. But the thing is, there are missable trophies. And thankfully, okay. thankfully, I, I did get them. Well, yeah. But it's, it's interesting because the, the game's actually got um, five endings. You actually have to go through each ending to get. Yeah, I'd heard, I'd heard about this. <laughs> so I'm not going to obviously discuss the endings because I know you guys are good may well play it but the way you reach the other endings is basically by doing the side missions so if you don't bother to do some side missions you there'll be some options unavailable to you towards the conclusion and therefore that will lead you to not be able to get certain endings Mm. but the good thing is once you complete the ending it restarts before the point of no return so then so then you can just do the, the opposing op, other endings yeah. if you want so that's good but yeah it's there's not much else I can really say it's it's a it's it's been a game that I've been doing for, was it was it this upgrade well, it came out about a year ago didn't it the upgrade it's around February-ish February-March I think it came out Something last year like so I've been playing it on and off for a year this now and I started when it first came out I started really getting into it and then I sort of tailed off and played other things and recently I really got back into it over the Christmas period and now I finally have done it after 200 hours so I can put it to bed now and move on to properly other big games yeah I don't know what that's yeah. going to be but I'm really happy to have finally finished it but I, I do love it yeah I'm, I'm really happy for you because I know that you'd been looking forward to it for a long time I'm just yeah. I'm just really glad it's everything you wanted it to be even I mean, though it took a bit longer than expected, but yeah, I mean it could have been better. We all know that, but what it was, I did think it was an amazing experience. And if everybody was worried about it, I'd just, just go play. It's, it, you, you might be able to get it cheap. I need it anyway. It, just, it just is fairly cheap now. I think you can pick it up for about fifteen quid. Yeah, but it's so thoroughly enjoyable. I, lo- I loved every second of it, even all the oddball, chaotic bugs that came along the way. But my, actually, my brother made an interesting point, really, because he said that uh, basically because the game is situated in the world where bugs and glitches are a thing in that future style, then it kind of actually makes sense that there might be some <laughs> yeah, bugs and glitches in the game. So, mm. yeah, fair play. But yeah, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And see what the next big game is. So go on, uh, go on, Matt. What you played. Right, so... With myself, obviously, I was not here for the last podcast. I suppose I've kind of got a bit of a stack to go through. And it's not really sort of what you last played, but more of a what have you been doing over the last month. 
So I'll probably go through some some quick stuff first and get them out of the way. So a few games that I've kind of dabbled in but not really done too much with. So I I ended up buying uh, Two Point Hospital for hey. the PlayStation. Um, thought I'm, always, I'd, I'm intrigued. How does it play on the console? I don't know if I, I think it plays pretty well. I think it's, it's quite steady compared to well, I say compared to the PC version. The PC version that I've got is still pretty steady, solid. It did. I did have to get used to obviously some of the, some of the controls obviously being different to the PC and stuff or stuff, stuff like you know rotating cameras around. Placing objects aren't isn't as precise as as it would be on a PC, but it's still like I'm not gonna say it's terrible. It's obviously good for what the console can do. Um, I've only had a quick dabble on it, so I've finished the I finished the first hospital off, got um, got the three stars, and I think I'm like level six or seven of the hospital. So. It's probably gonna it's probably gonna be a game that I'll, I'll go back to every so often because I do I do enjoy um, the I suppose spiritual precursor to it the theme hospital loved that mm. as uh, when I was playing it when I was younger absolutely loved game. it yeah um, and this one like builds on top of it um, really nicely I like, love the humor it is, good. it is really good. It's really good. Um, it it just reminds you of it again, but just modernized really. Like controls are obviously modernized. Everything's good. I do, so, I do need to go back on that actually. Yeah, I want to get through and do more of it because I kind of I think I stopped at like third hospital on on the Yeah, I think that's where I got to. I think once it starts introducing new stuff and starts getting a little bit more complicated, like once you get like oh you can train your staff now, you can bring people to train staff. I'm like. Oh, information overload. This is getting yeah. too much. Yeah. Even though, like, back on like the Mosswa, I remember getting to as far as like being able to get like the research facilities and the hospitals as well. So, um, no, I'll get back to it at some point. But it's, it's a game that I definitely want to sort of in and out. I'll come back to. Um, I also so the, the some of these games I ended up buying sort of in the winter sale because they're pretty decent price and stuff. Um, I also get, I also got, I should say, um, House of the Dead remake for PlayStation as well. Um, just because I, I kind of wanted to see graphically what was different between Light Switch and stuff. Plus, I, just, I love House of the Dead anyway. So um, I had like a full solid game of that. Compared to like the Switch and stuff, it does feel a little bit more solid. Like, um, you know, the frame per second, a little bit more on point of being around I I don't think I I'm not I'm gonna show if it is sixty. If it is then it's it's pretty solid compared to the switch. Also went through the whole campaign almost saving all scientists as well. There's an achievement to be able to like save all of them. And I think I just failed on the last one which I was very disappointed about. Um so I might have to go through and do that again. Literally though uh, when I bought it a week later, there was a PS5 upgrade. Oh, really? Is it for free? It's for free as well. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, wicked. This is couldn't have timed it any better. Like, downloaded it, had a quick game, um, got to as far as 
maybe a two minutes into the first level, and then my game crashed. <laughs> so that was good. Um, so don't know how solid it is on the PS5 version, so I might leave it for a, for a while before I go back. But I'd, I'd like to give it a go, because graphically I could, I could see there was definitely an upgrade to the um, lighting engine. There's a lot more, like the ambient lighting being more um, pronounced and, and defined and stuff. So it looked pretty good. The go as well is like impressive. Um, love just absolutely just dismantling the zombies corpse on the floor um, with the ragdoll physics as well. So that's always fun. Yes, so there's that one. I also end up buying in the sales a Call of Duty game that I never had on PlayStation. And why I've done this is because I'm very intrigued about the campaign that I never got too far in. And I've seen a lot of people, Mark included, saying that the campaign was one of the better Call of Duty ones. So I'll put it out of misery. I don't want you to guess and stuff. It was Infinite Warfare. Yeah, that campaign went, went was was alright, I thought. Yeah. With, with um, John John Snow in it. Mr. John Snow and uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. UFC as well. And Formula One actually, because he's in it as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. really random. Like, it was <laughs> such a minor character as well for like a celebrity. Um, yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually called he's he's called something Hamilton as well in the game. Um. So, I thought I thought about it because I was like, I, I don't know, like Cold Duty was on my mind recently. I've been watching some like um, retrospectives on YouTube and like I, I remember watching one on Infinite Warfare saying like the campaign is actually one of the stronger things from the game and it's actually like a really good one. I remember like yourself as well, Mark. I think we talked about it, about sort of Cold Duty campaigns before, and I don't know, maybe we'll end up making like a top of the pod at some point for Cold Duty. <laughs> But everyone said, like, the Infinity War one was, like, really good. So I thought, okay, I'll, I want to give it, like, a proper try. Because it's, like, every Call of Duty that I've bought, I've gone through the campaign, like, always first to get that out of the way. And then it's, like, I move on to the multiplayer and whatever the, you know, the third mode is, whether it's, like, Warzone or it's Zombies or whatnot. And for some reason, we're in Infinite Warfare. I, like, started the campaign. I just didn't, I just didn't get far with it at all. I just, like... Don't know what it was. Something, I just, something didn't seem right. And then like went to the multiplayer, and that just like I hated the multiplayer. That one, um, like the only redeeming thing I thought was zombies, which I enjoy through other Call of Duties anyway. And Infinite Warfare's version is um, is a pretty good one actually. So I've got I've got as far as um, when you can start. Doing um, you can choose kind of which missions you want to take take upon now. So you've got like it's like a free. I don't want to say a free run, but like you get a free reign as kind of which missions you want to take on, which I thought was pretty cool. It definitely seems like campaign where you've got a bit more freedom and control over kind of like what you want to do. It's not very. It's not. I want to say it's too linear because like Call of Duty campaigns are always linear. But I definitely want to give this one a go and give it a proper shot, I think. Because I think 
once I get through this, the only other campaign I didn't get through was World War Two's. I think I would like to sort of go back to that one. You didn't play through World War Two's campaign? No. The stops. I think the, the, I think there was just like a, there was just a period of Call of Duty's. I think we had there was Infinite Warfare and then World War Two. No, sorry, Black Ops Four. No, no, no. It was World War Two, wasn't it? That came out after Infinite Warfare. I think. I believe so. Yeah, because I think is that that then it was Black Ops Four, which didn't have the campaign. Then we yeah. went to Modern Warfare. Yeah, there was just there was just a period of Call of Duty's where I just I didn't touch the campaign because I just whatever reason the first few missions just didn't grab me or I just wasn't interested um but I want to give him like a proper proper go and like be like okay this is okay I can form a proper opinion now on these campaigns so if we ever do do the top of the pod I can actually give a decent opinion so yeah so I've done that on the campaign been doing some of the zombies as well I actually joined a public match with this like three other random guys and this one guy was like who seems to know how to do everything within the easter egg um was carrying us through and we got to like the the alien boss fight in it as well and that was hard that was really hard i didn't end up doing it um but i really want to do that easter egg because it's it, the steps seem simple enough so i reckon i could give it a pretty pretty good go so is that, and then I tried the multiplayer a little bit, and there's still people that play it, and there's still people who are just absolutely, like, god-tier, no-lifers who are just flying around in their jetpacks, wall-running on top of everything that you don't think they should be doing and killing you, so that put me straight off. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be doing multiplayer much anymore. I'm, yeah, surprised they're still in it. I'm surprised there's still quite a few people on it, to be honest. The only the only game mode that seems to have people playing it is Team Deathmatch, no ah. Team Deathmatch. So I did get into one game, my first ever game that I should go back into. It did seem like there was still some people that were kind of new to it, and then there was like a mixture of other people who were experienced with it, but weren't absolutely doing ridiculous stuff. So I, I thought I did alright in that. Actually. It managed to get like a positive um, KD, but then like my next game was just like these ranks called MP30 and, like, MP50. Like, yeah, you've, like, prestige non-stop and not touched any of a Call of Duty game. Have you? <laughs> Why are you still playing this game? Wait a um, few people like you to turn up. Yeah, that's what they went for. So, I was easy fodder. I think I got, like, four kills and about 20 deaths. Uh, so, yeah, so those are my time on Infinite Warfare. Now, there's two bigger games that I've been playing. One that I've been continuously playing and then there's one that I kind of came back to for a while because I want to give it another go properly um so the one that I've been continuously playing has been Horizon Forbidden West yeah. still plodding along I think I've got about 40 hours in and I've only just done is it Demeter slot it into Gaia sure, why not uh, the 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 third one, the the higher level one of the three that you have to collect. Yeah. So, again, I'm really enjoying my time on there. Um, I'm enjoying coming against new machines and having to sort of start learning different tactics and whatnot. I'm still, I'm finding, I'm I'm playing it like I did with Zero Dawn, where I'm 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 resistant to want to use anything other than the bow. 
I don't want to use anything else. But I know at some point I'm gonna to have to like be like, okay, I'm gonna to have to like start venturing towards other stuff and giving them a go at some point. I will say I think my highlight so far of this of the game has been all the stuff they had to do to get Poseidon. So you know that the when you're in Las Vegas and you're doing all like the underwater stuff. I really enjoyed that. That Las Vegas bit's really good. Yeah. Yeah. When I played that, before I got into like the main mission of it going into the casino i just went for a walk around to explore it just to see if i could find all the landmarks like the luxor <laughs> and places like that yeah. it's pretty cool all the data points and stuff um yeah really enjoyed that um and i love that group you meet there yeah so yeah i think some of those games definitely improved on from the first one it's like all all the characters seem to have like a personal thing to them they, they all feel like actual characters rather than just like oh you're just side quest number seven i can just ignore what you're going to talk about like everyone's got like a interesting story to tell like the, the another one that actually stood out to me was the um there's a woman that you meet who um is getting like a, a message from her contraption she's made and you have to like find where the signal's gone and stuff but like her whole story of like she left a group and she was angry at her brother but then she really misses him because like he passed away while she like was on her travels and like really regrets not being able to say a message to her and then like the whole signal and message they get from there is also kind of related to her situation as well and stuff so i really love that i love how like the characters feel just like real characters, like they've got their own emotions and and reasons of like why they're there and, and stuff and how Aloy can help them. Really enjoy it. Absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm um, gonna continue through that. Um, at, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like I'm I'm fine between doing too many side missions and trying to like tell myself I've I've got this main mission that I should probably start doing so i can advance a little bit more into some stuff but i did that in the original as well i just like i split my time between side and main so gonna continue that hopefully get that completed before the end of the year uh that would feels <laughs> like anyway the one other game that i went back to and I've, i started from the beginning again because i didn't quite know exactly where it was i think i would have been too confused if i would have just continued is Death Stranding. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I saw someone on Twitter who started playing it for the first time. I it kind of it scratched that itch enough that I was like, you know what, I wanna, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to give this a proper go and uh, see how far I can get to this time. Um, so I've got the PS5 upgrade. Um, thankfully, owning it physical meant my upgrade was only about a five pound or something like that, five ten pounds so i was like yes yeah, perfect enough so i think i've gone a little further than what i did last time but still not far i'm still in chapter two i've just made my way to oh i've forgotten what the places are they're all like it might be central knox city or it's it's one of them a little bit further to the west than you'd start going to, basically. 
yeah, like story again, just absolute prime Kojima. I don't think I've come across any any of the new stuff that they had since they did the director's cut. Um, I've noticed there is still stuff and equipment around um, that you can use from other people's games, which is handy. So I've been doing that, and then I've been trying to like like everything as well, because you know that's the currency of today's or well not today's world but Death Stranding's world. I do um, really like that system in it. I do really like the whole players helping each other. But yet it's just a yeah. game. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it's kind of like it's it's a connected world without it plays into the narrative, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. But it's all it's all about the the strandings and stuff, isn't it? Like how how it's all come to be. But I'm 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 starting I'm starting to get a grip to it. Like troll wise, I'm starting to learn more of it. And I think I've, I think I'm just about to come into like my first vehicle, the bike stuff. So I'm sure. Once I start using that and actually going around America, it'll, it'll, it'll start to click for me once I start doing a bit more to it. I will say, I think this time around, my first, ex, I suppose, exposure experience to the, um, oh, what were they called? The BTs? BTs, yeah. I felt it was a lot more hectic than it was the first time around. Because you you got like you can take three different routes basically. There's like one there's like a long route that you can get around them, but obviously you get to the the city a bit longer. Um, and there's like two more direct routes. And I thought I'd just like for this time around I was like I'll 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 do the direct route see how well I can try and avoid them. No, <laughs> <laughs> that did not go to plan. Like immediately, I was just getting like swamped by all these hands reaching up for, for bridges, and it's just like, oh my god, this is horrible. <laughs> I managed to like bat them all off and like leg it, but like it's a horrifying experience <laughs> to go through it. Um, it can get tense. Very tense, yeah, for how how it's all done and stuff. But no, I I think. I've, my focus has gone away from it a little bit. It's kind of gone back over to Forbidden West. But I think once once I'm done with Forbidden West, I think Death Stranding is going to be the next game I'll fully focus on. And that's going to be it. So No, I can't wait to get back to it and doing a lot more of rebuilding America. Nathan, what have you been playing? So my games are continuations of what I played. So firstly, I'll start with a game that I completed. Set Boy, A Big Adventure. I was about 80% through of trying to foil Vex's plan, and I've finally completed it. So I completed the boss battle in the fourth world that we're in, and Vex ended up stealing all my dreamer orbs, the little bugger. And then I got into the fifth fifth world, where I did see quite a bit of a difficulty creep, because, well, it's the last world out of the five that you go into, and it was, I did get to a point where I had to look up a guide. So, and it you turned to look out. Look up a guide in Sackboy Big Adventure. Yeah, that's how crappy hey, games hey, I know. No, yeah. Gilly. Please <laughs> <laughs> look oh, yeah. guide. Oh, yeah. Don't, you know. Yeah, it's usually they'll say that to you, actually, isn't it? So, yeah. funnily, funnily enough, um, I needed to look it up to check a mechanic that I already knew was there. 
I just forgot about it. <laughs> okay. So basically, I got to a so level you used where. That one a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> basically, I got to a level where you were being chased by this kind of electric wall, um, and I needed to break down these boxes. And I had I had this power like armor on, where you can hover, and I forgot that you could like shoot like projectiles to break the boxes down. So I was getting to the boxes, stopping, and then just get getting taken out by this like electric electric thing. So, but anyway, got around that. Sounds like a Crash Bandicoot level. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, some of the platforming does feel like a bit like old school Crash Bandicoot, which is. Ooh, is there a bridge? There are bridges. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I um I, so I did all the main levels and then I got to battle vex and like the final battle and i thought when i beat him i thought this is too easy there's got to be phase two anyway four phases later i do end up beating him well it's not even phases it's levels so you beat him in like the boss battle when you've completed all the levels in the fifth world and then he's like oh more powerful than ever now and then there's a next section beyond that with like three levels that you've got to verse him in so there's like one fight level then there's a level basically that he just controls which is quite a fun one and then there's a final fight after all that so but yeah completed that there is some post-game stuff but you've literally got to get every single dreamer orb to unlock everything and i'm not going back through that i'm i'm just yeah, it, it's a it's a great game, but I don't think I'll ever I'll ever do it. Because in order to get all the orbs, I'll need a friend to help me. And me and Lisa have not got a very good track record with court games, so even though we enjoy it from time to time, I don't think she'd like me much after playing that. So I'm I moved on. So that that one's all done and dusted. But yeah, if you if you like platformers. And you've got a PS5 or even a PS4 because it came out on PS4 as well. Definitely get it. It's it's a fun game. Um, I've been playing quite a bit of Pokemon Scarlet. So at the end of the last pod, I was just outside ready to go and battle my second gym. Not only have I done that gym, I've done all eight gym badges. I've gone to challenge the Elite Four, beaten the Elite Four, beaten the champion. And then beaten the other champions, so I'm like champion of champions now. So pretty much what you do in a mainline Pokemon game, I've completed that segment of it. Mm. Um, what else have I done? Because um, in this game, there's like more things to do. So there's like different things you can do. So when you go out on the treasure hunt, which I don't really understand why they call it a treasure hunt. If it's just like you can go and do whatever you want. You're not really hunting for anything other than Pokemon, I guess. Well, maybe that's it. Anyway, um, there's another bit to the game where there's this team star and they're kind of like trying to force students to join their group. And there's these five separate bases that you can find throughout the map. Anyway, I've I've basically gone to all the bases, beaten all the bosses, done that bit. And there's also a bit where there's these Titan Pokemon and you've got to battle them in order to get ingredients to make sandwiches. Anyway, found all the Titan Pokemon, beat them, made all the sandwiches, fed all the sandwiches to my Pokemon, because I'm a nice guy, powered him up, and 
that's that's where I am. There's a few other bits that I need to do, but I think I'm not far not far away from actually doing everything in the game. Now there's 400 Pokemon that you can get as part of the Pokedex. I've got about 200 so far, so I, I do need to kind of pad that bit out. But I, I don't think I'll do it because I've never ever completed a Pokedex before, and I don't think I'm going to start now to be honest. Because yeah, just a, I see it as a waste of time. But yeah, I've, I've put over 30 hours into that now, so yeah. But enjoying it, it's really good. Oh, one thing actually, um, I forgot to mention. I had a terrible glitch and I thought it broke my game. So the, uh, periodically as you're playing, it'll auto-save. And the game auto-saved me into a wall. And I, d- I don't know what happened. I think a Pokemon spawned and it pushed me into the wall. And just as the encounter was trying to happen, it auto-saved. But I was in this wall, so I couldn't do anything. And so I, was, I thought, oh, bloody neck, I can't do anything. I can't move. So I switched the game off, booted it back up, but I was still in the wall. I was like, no, because at this point I was about 25 hours in. I was like, has it all been for nothing? And then Lisa was there across the room laughing at me. She was doing a third gym badge. Like, oh, this is all I need. So what I did was I, I was in this wall, but I could walk a bit. So I walked and then I started falling into the map. And then I fell into the water below the island and as I looked up I could just see like floating trees and floating mountains and stuff I did take lots of pictures and recorded it so I'm going to put this on the ground so you can see the madness that ensued <laughs> but anyway I so when I'd fallen down I decided just to save it manually and reboot it because I thought oh what it might do is just pop me into that bit of the island and I can carry on didn't do it. I was just stuck floating in the middle of this expanse. I was like, this has got to be it. And then I thought to myself, right, what I'll try next is I'll, because I can still swim and move around, I'll swim till I get to like the sea area because there's the island and then you can actually go to the water that's outside the island. So I thought I'll swim there, save it, load it again to see if that works. And that ended up doing it. But it took probably about 25 minutes to get to that point and I was crapping myself all the way through because I thought this is it it's over the game breaking glitch it's got me but yeah that happened doesn't the game have a a form of uh, fast travel not that I've found Mm -hmm. you can set destinations but I don't think there's a fast travel if there is I've not been using it oh they would true okay so i was say like did you know did you never thought about like if you could just fast travel to one place and then just go back yeah no i didn't know let's have a look if that's the thing i'm gonna laugh <laughs> honestly i nearly cried <laughs> oh you're, you're not gonna be happy uh, <laughs> players can fast travel by opening their map and selecting a blue feather icon. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. I, do you know what? I thought they were just bird Pokemon raids. <laughs> Pokemon raids. <laughs> oh, you trying, oh, you, you like did this the long way around, oh. <laughs> getting yourself out of it. <laughs> I was doing like I was doing big brain moves when I could have just done this. <laughs> you could have just tried that and see if it worked. 
Oh, I'm gutted well, now. I mean, you got out of it, so, you know. No, I'm done. I was just like, if I ever got stuck, I'd be like, right, first thing I'm going to try is I'm going to fast travel my way out of it. <laughs> See now in the game, though, I'll probably get you stuck in, like, under the map anyway, still. So, like, when you do fast travel. Fast travel under the map, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. You got out of it, so it's no Yeah, there. that's it. I found a way. Yeah. No Arby in the end. No. This is the way. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it won't happen to you, Matt, as you're playing. Oh, <laughs> It's good, though. I've enjoyed it. It's been quite refreshing because you can interchange doing, like, bases with Titan Pokemon and Gym Badges at the same time, so you can really just go off and do what you want to do. And I think this, this Pokemon game, more than any of the others, I've tried to catch Pokemon and, like, change my team out because normally what I do is I'll I'll have my mind set and I'm gonna get this Pokemon and fill my team up and gradually do it over over the time to fill my party of six up. But this time I've always had a party of six and then as I catch a Pokemon that I want to add in, I'll swap them out and change. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. No, it's it's apart from the glitch, it's been really good. Been enjoying it. So yeah, I think by the time we do the next pod, I'll have done like all the extra stuff that I need to do, and then that'll be it. Pokemon Scarlet, Finn, or Finian. Oh, terrible, bad. <laughs> That's the Pokemon mark, if you're wondering. Oh, right, okay. Did the confused face give that away? <laughs> <laughs> What's he talking about? Finian, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing. So there you go. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. ta See you later.